now it's time for the segment we call post-chapter discussion, where we give you a little bit of backstory on the particular chapter we just read, or on the book as a whole if we get into it. But this is just a free-flowing discussion where we talk about our writing process and a little bit of the behind-the-scenes work. It may be obvious for people who read, but this prologue, this first prologue one, was written quite late into the, the writing process. Uh, chapter one, which we start after two prologue parts, that's the one that was written first. It was, well, I think I think chapter three was actually, the what became chapter three was the very, very first thing I ever wrote in August 2018. Oh, chapter but chapter one was written before the prologues as well. A lot of the early chapters were the first stuff I did, and then John thought it would be a good idea to use the prologues as sort of a, a fun setup and a bit of a parody of some of the chapters that she used to start the books. Exactly, and what we basically discovered was that I had been parodying subconsciously some aspects of Harry Potter 1 when Uncle Vernon is driving to work and going about his day and seeing weird people, and that somehow found its way into what, what I started with in, in Prologue 1, and then of course what I was consciously thinking of was meeting the Muggle, Muggle in our case, Prime Minister, uh, I, I really wanted to parody that. And I wanted to do it with Margaret Thatcher just because it just seemed so, so perfect and appropriate. So John decided it would be perfect to set it in 1990 when Dumbledore has to, in the next part of the prologue, go see Snidely and see if he has any magic anyway. And so Thatcher was still in power then, and it was the perfect timeline. And we, I, we did a lot of historical research, honestly, with the background because I didn't know going into it that, you know, there was the poll tax riot in 1990 and all of Trafalgar Square I used to live in London but it was all just a total mess for several days because people were rioting at the this hugely unpopular tax that Thatcher's government had introduced and that was kind of the beginning of the end for her mandate as prime minister so she was well on her way out and I wanted to depict her in her final days of <laughs> being really grumpy and you know these two wizards show up from out of nowhere and you can imagine her state of mind. <laughs> and it's perfect, too, because there are, as you'll see in later episodes, there are some mentions of Thatcher by characters at Bogwart. Um, but I won't tell you. We won't tell you the, the story behind those until we get to those chapters, because that's a fun story in and of itself. But there's multiple references to Thatcher. And something I really like in this uh, prologue is when Dumbledore... Uh, says that one of the young women he sees is, oh, it's Sinead O'Connor, to get himself away from a crowd. And I love that Dumbledore knows quite a bit about <laughs> Mungle pop music, because in the second prologue, there's another, there's a reference to the, the village people, and he seems to be up on his music, and I think that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we know Dumbledore is a, a real specialist on, on non-magical people. He appreciates them. He's, he's almost like a, a minor Arthur Weasley in his enthusiasm for their stuff. That's absolutely true. No, he's got a he's a, he's got he's passionate and he's he's strange. And it, 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 well, just recently having watched the third Fantastic Beasts movie, I it made me sad that they lose some of the eccentricity in the costuming of Jude Law because they just put him in these three piece suits. And Dumbledore, Dumbledore, and Double well, yeah, Dumbledore is one of the most like eccentric dressers in the books. But as a man in his middle age, like 50 or 60 in that timeline in those movies, he's just three-piece suits until a certain point in his life, and he just decides to go crazy clearly, robes as an 80-year-old. He clearly had an 80-year-old midlife crisis and just started to <clears throat> start dressing colorfully. His, yeah, his midlife crisis as a wizard. I think that, like, she said one time that, dumb, well, that, that, that wizards can 
their average lifespan naturally is like 180, which is a ridiculous number because that's not supported in the canon at all. But it's just one of those things that she likes to say that doesn't make any sense. Yes. And that's what part of why we we decided to parody these books is because we we like the parts that don't make sense. Unlike a lot of fans who want it all to make sense and make a coherent world, we appreciate that yeah, a lot of this doesn't make sense at all. And just what is going on here? And there there is no real explanation. Well, because especially in the first three books <coughs> and the first two and the, and the, and the, as you go back further in the franchise, the books are shorter and they're sillier and they're much more like The Hobbit than Lord of the Rings. She becomes she gets to Lord of the Rings sort of seriousness eventually, but they start out very hobbity. They start out very like short kids book. Um and like uh, like 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 Newt Scamander, the character of Newt Scamander has become the lead of this huge massive prequel franchise, but at the beginning he was just a joke name on one of the textbooks. Like all of the textbook authors are joke names in the first one. Phyllida Spore wrote the book <laughs> for herbology. They're all funny puns on their subject. Exactly. And this was kind of the energy we wanted to bring to this project. And uh, we'll wrap it up there, but uh, this is our first attempt, so bear with us. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye.